back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Medium-sized Mike's back. How you doing? Carl's back. The man himself. Brother Bob's back. What's happening? Coffee Mike's back. New name, same guy. How you doing? Hey, yeah. <laughs> Silent Ron. Hello. <laughs> doesn't get old. It doesn't. It does not. Our Bible verse tonight is Proverbs 18, 1 and 2, and I'm reading this from the ESV version. Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only expressing his opinions. Snap. Mm. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> This is an open table discussion tonight. There open is table. no topic. So whatever you brought to the table, what we're going to talk about. So are you asking us to express our opinions? <laughs> are you trying to say something, Ronnie? Hey, Ronnie, you know opinions are like, uh, yeah. yeah, and they all stink. Oh, <laughs> hammer off. Say everybody this could one. not be good. <laughs> Do I want to fire the opening shot? This may be going the wrong way. Already, huh? Anything that's been on somebody's heart the past week? For me, prayer. Um, And that ripple effect we always talk about. Seeds planted you never see. I think it's hard. I can't speak for the other guys, but for me... I know planting seeds is very important, and you may never see the plant grow, but every now and then I get discouraged. I'd like to see a little bit of growth somewhere from something I did. I know it's not me doing it, mind you. Right. But I think everybody needs encouragement. A little pat on the back every once in a while. I hate to say it because it sounds so shallow, but yeah. I mean, it's realistic, right? Yes, it is. But you know, you need to understand that uh, the growth you really need to see is the growth in yourself. <laughs> I thought Mike, I thought oh. uh, medium sized Mike was going to hit you with that one. Oh, yeah. Because that's, he's the one that hit me with last time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just like what you were talking about earlier with Ron and two years ago, how his reaction would have been different. I, 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 I'm, you told, know? I'm just being totally transparent. Yeah. Right. Well, I think, I think though, the, you have to look at yourself just from this weekend. And how open and honest and, and, and outright you were being on your faith, where you're practicing your faith, and encouraging people to come. Yes. That was great. Before the but podcast started. Six months ago, I you didn't even have a place. No. And I wouldn't have been outside in 90 degree heat sweating. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. my style. Big <laughs> 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 boys don't do things like that. So, what you're saying is we cramped your style. Uh, we did. You're, well, you're welcome. The old fat Mike style, yes. <laughs> but, you know, I, I know of guys that has went, per se, their whole career, if you want to call it a career. You phase know, walk. Phase mm-hmm. walk, yeah. however you want to cut it, that has never seen growth out of anything that they've done. You know, I mean, sometimes that that's just the way it is. Yeah. That's, I, that's my point, Bob. How, 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 how do you, how do people, how does anyone deal? I mean, well, look how long it took you, me to deal, and then you finally. Right. But, so what you're asking is, if you're not seeing the seeds be watered or fertilized or whatever, how do you know if it's going to be ineffective for Christ? Is my question. Where, That's my question. What What is your motivation if you're not seeing anything? Your encouragement to keep going, not not living, say, but like to keep fertilizing and throwing seeds out, right? Right. I mean, I'm, I'm going to continue to do so, mm-hmm. right? Without a doubt. But I can't help but think there are people out there, just like me, who are trying to do what's right, read their Bible, learn about. The Lord, and they're out there planting seeds, and you know they've got you know people like me who are just like I, I need more. I I, need, I, I don't. I'm not. I understand what you're saying. I'm I say they get discouraged. Yes, it, it, I can see where it'd be really easy for anyone to say, you know what, I'm out. But I was you know, in, that's oh, go ahead. Now. I was I'm in sorry. your spot 
and it took me a while and these guys finally get get it in my head that before I can see or do what you're talking about I really have to plant that internal seed in myself so that I can see my growth as well I don't know if that makes sense it does I mean I see growth in myself you know because how if I don't feel like I'm doing anything and I'm not worthy enough to do it how can I give that seed to somebody else right and that's kind of where, I, where I'm at is so am I the ambassador I need to be or the disciple I guess is a better word you know we talk all the time about growing disciples not numbers I want to be a good disciple mm-hmm. well a good disciple will see growth in himself and have faith that, that God is going to take care of the rest of them the, the thing is, is is the old devil wants you to get discouraged because once you get discouraged, it's easy for him to snatch you back. And give up. Mm-hmm. I, that's a good point, Bob. I, I just... You know, that, that that's all that is. That's, that discouragement is just him whispering in your ear, oh, Mike, you ain't doing nothing good. You're not doing for Jesus. Right. But yet, we still got to have that faith. Rather we, see, rather we see anybody growing, you know, whether we reap the benefits or reap the harvest or however you want the fruits or whatever, however you want to, however you want to cut, it. we just got to have faith. All we got, all our job is, is to love God, follow Him, plant the seeds, let Him do the watering and the growing. That's our job. And except that maybe there won't be any growing. Does everybody agree that the Most High is just and merciful? Yes. Both sure. of those characteristics are eternally existent in His person. In equal measure, which means that if he's offering mercy, but he must abide by his justice, he offers rebels the chance to return to him, even if he knows they right. won't. Right? Yes. So sometimes we're planting seeds in people that he knows will reject them because it's the just and merciful thing to do. Let me read something from Ezekiel chapter 33, if you don't mind. Is that all right? Because I think it applies to this. And starting in verse 30, it says, But as for you, son of man, this is the most high talking to Ezekiel. Your fellow citizens who talk about you by the walls and in the doorways of the houses speak to one another, each to his brother, saying, Come now and hear what the message message is which comes from the Lord. They come to you as people come and sit before you as my people and hear your words, but they do not do them. For they do the lustful desires expressed by their mouth, and their heart goes after their gain. Behold, you are to them like a sensual song by one who has a beautiful voice and plays well on an instrument, for they hear your words, but they do not practice them. So when it comes to pass, as surely it will, then they will know that a prophet has been in their midst. The promise that he gave to Ezekiel there to comfort him wasn't that, hey, you're going to see a revival and thousands of people are going to come to faith and they're going to return and repent. His promise was, even though they mock you, they talk about you behind your back, they hear what you say, but they reject it. When, when all this comes to be, they'll know that you are mine. They'll know that you were mine. Mm-hmm. They won't be mine anymore, but they'll know you were. We need to accept that sometimes the road he has us walk isn't, isn't one that involves a lot of conversions and a lot of glory and a lot of honor. Sometimes it's, it's a lot tougher than that. It doesn't necessarily mean we're outside of his will, though. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm not looking for honor or glory. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just... I didn't mean it like that. What I'm I, saying is, like, we, we want the... When we get people to make, like, a decision or, or convert and repent and become believers, that feels good. Yes. That feels really good. feels less good when you're, when you're preaching to people that are going to reject it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels a lot less good, but it's also something that needs to be done. He needs somebody to do that also. I'm not saying that's necessarily your walk. What I'm saying is what you're expressing isn't new. That was something that the prophets felt, too. Yeah. Like they weren't, they weren't accomplishing anything. Even Jesus felt it. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Look at the multitudes he preached to and he taught. They were that and, followed him. And followed him. But yet they still rejected him. Mm-hmm. All they was looking for was for him to feed them, for him to heal them. What they could get. He, he, he was actually their genie in the bottle. Right. Like, oh, hey, there's Jesus. Let's go see what miracle we can get out of him. Right. Well, you know? I mean, Carl talked about Ezekiel, but even Elijah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elijah absolutely. was so distraught about it. Mm-hmm. He wanted to go hide and just yeah. die. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I'm not there, but... I understand what you're saying. Right. Yeah. So, but I think that that goes in with our seasons that we always talk about of our lives of wanting to wanting to see and know 
have that affirmation that we're doing the right thing. We're doing what he's calling us to do. You know, and unfortunately, like we've said, we may never. And I mean, I recently had that struggle too that you're talking about, to where it was. I wanna, I wanna see it, not for my glory, but just know that this is the right path that I'm doing. This is what you know that he's wanting me to do. But to know his purpose and what you're doing, right? You know what? That's probably a better, better hit on it for me is the purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's yeah. Because again, like we've talked about ad nauseum, maybe <laughs> you know, is the fact that. The Christian walk is not an easy one. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, just talking tonight about, you know, the fact of, that we can feel things coming and, it, you know, and that we know there's going to be strife, there's going to be hardships, there's going to be all of these things, but we're still gearing up, you know, to proclaim the name of God and to be on that side, to know that His righteousness is our salvation and that that's what we're fighting for, you know? And so that's all, that's all we got to do. That's all that we have to go forward with is to go and know that we're doing what we believe in, in our hearts we believe God's telling us to do. Yeah. You know, follow him and make disciples of men. And women. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but but mostly men. I didn't mean that. I didn't well, mean that. Carl, everybody. <laughs> you better hand that out. I disagree with Carl. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I think, uh, you know, I, I think that is something that's important because, you know, like we just went through Ephesians in our, in our small group. So when you go to Ephesians uh, 5, and it's talking about women, submit to your husbands. And he had to go there. Didn't you know, that's going to get some fur up. Oh, but what man. we know, because we it's dealt with it right there. Oh, yeah, we yeah. dealt oh, with it right man. there. And, of course, any, any, you know any of the women that were there were like, oh, because, of course, us as men, that's what we want to... That's what we want to, you know, stand our ground on. Or do you know what biblically says, honey? You got to submit to your husband. You know, stop reading there. I want to hear the rest of the chapter. That's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, wait, wait, that's wait, right. Wait. Time out. Be like, Tisha, are you hearing this? Yeah, so she knows so better. All you guys are going to say that to your wives? I have never mm-hmm. said it like that in a southern Texas house. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it sounded in your head when you said okay, it. Okay, right, okay. Go on. <laughs> but, I mean, and, and it, like you said, it, that's where we want to stop. It's that first one. Yeah. And, again, context is key and king sometimes. Of That's not all it's saying. That's not mm-hmm. what it's, not it's even saying. It's context you know? that it's actually saying. No. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, so because we're commanded to love our wives like Christ loves the church. Absolutely. Right? So we're actually commanded to love our wives like we love ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was paraphrasing, Bob. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, no, I mean <laughs> it says that. Yeah, you both are right. Yeah. And just like we've talked about here, submitting means a whole different thing than what it did mm-hmm. back then. Right? As does love, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah, we read love like have an emotional reaction to your wife. Right. Yeah. Oh man, it's mm-hmm. way, way more than that. Oh, right. oh absolutely. Right. What you got, Bob? Me? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, wrong answer. Wrong answer. I'm not correct. Not correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's all lost train of thought. Keep talking. Right. Yeah. It'll come back. Carl. I don't know. There's a few things he's been laying on me, but I don't know what I'm ready to really talk about. One thing, I was reminded of uh, the definition. you guys know what the word for peace is in Hebrew? Shalom? That's usually when you see that word in... Some, t- some, some versions will put shalom, but most will put peace. Mm-hmm. But the Hebrew word's a lot more dynamic. But when you look at like the, the root meaning of the word... When you look at the, the individual characters, it, it, it sort of tells a story, and essentially those characters can can write a sentence out that says breaking the authority of chaos, the, breaking the authority established by chaos, is what that word means. Hmm. Super powerful stuff. Yeah, he's been laying on me a lot this week about sickness for some reason. I don't really know. I don't know if somebody needs to hear it, but every time I like every other time I open my Bible, it comes to some passage about it. You know. Uh, today it was, or yesterday, I guess it was Hezekiah when he got sick. And you know, you know, sickness came into the world with sin. So at a, at a basic level, all sickness is a result of 
sin of some kind. Uh, like Isaiah, I believe it's Isaiah 33, the end of it, he's talking about the new kingdom. And he says in that kingdom, no one will say I am sick because their, their iniquity will have passed away. So he creates a direct link there with sickness and iniquity. It can be a result of an individual sin in your life, but it can also just be a result of just being in a sin-stained world, mm-hmm. right? I don't really know where I'm even going with this, to be honest with you. It's what he's been putting on me, I guess. That's why it's an open discussion. Yeah. It's such a hard topic. There was a story I heard on the radio, and uh, she was talking about sickness, and she was talking about a lesson she had learned from a friend of hers that had gotten sick. Or not, I'm sorry, her daughter had gotten sick. Her daughter got cancer at the age of three. Fought it for, or at the age of two, I'm sorry, fought it for two years, she said. And eventually the doctors came to him and they were like, I'm sorry, we've done everything we can do. There's, there's nothing we can do. You know, they prayed for healing. And, you know, what sin did this little girl commit to bring that into her life? Nothing. None. You know what I mean? There's nothing that that, that child did individually that caused that, but she still got sick. And they couldn't save her. And before the girl passed, they were open and honest with the little girl about what was happening to her, right? And she asked, uh, she asked the mom at one point, do you, think, do you think that God will let me send you flowers from heaven before she passed? And they, you know, they had a discussion about that. Well, then she died at four. And I guess they were going through the, the things that the little girl left behind. And they found a puzzle piece on the floor. And it was face down. And when she picked it up, the mom had flipped it over. It was a flower. Just an individual puzzle piece and a flower on it. I sat and I listened. I listened to that and I kind of meditated on that. And I think sometimes, you know, linking that to that, that definition of shalom, right? Sometimes things happen in our life and it just seems like it's just a, it's a mess. Like, it's like a puzzle dumped on the floor. It's just chaos. We can't see anything out of it. You know what I mean? It's just a, it's just a mass of pieces and little broken images that don't form anything coherent to us. It's hard to make sense of it. But I guess we just need to trust that even when we're walking in circumstances we can't understand, we serve a God that sees beyond the chaos. And he sees the beauty of an image that that chaos can be made to represent. Mm-hmm. If we'll just give it over to him and let him put it together for us. And trust that maybe, you know, like you, not being able to see the impact, maybe we're never going to see in this life that completed image. We might just see a single solitary piece with a message for us. You know, telling us that there's hope. There's hope in this. I have a purpose in this. You can't see that whole purpose. It's not for you to see the whole thing, but it's there. There's beauty out of this somewhere. I can see it, but you can't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It hit me pretty hard. I can understand why. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Medium sized mic. Hey, you, look, you look good. <laughs> kind of, uh, kind of buff. He does look buff, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. A little buff. Oh, guys. Curse for my fellow men's here. <laughs> yeah. um, I think I've been, I've been, I've been hit with uh, holding my tongue, not saying things or, or making remarks and stuff out of anger. So, um, like I was saying before we started recording, that you know, I'd almost sent something to my daughter in anger that because I already had a long, stressful day, you know, a friend in surgery, all this kind of stuff, and and everything, and uh, it was just long, and then stuff happened, and, and it was just in the heat of the moment. Oh yeah, just. Right there, right there, and then delete, delete, delete. You know, because it wasn't it wasn't my heart; it was my emotion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't the you know it wasn't the true meaning of anything that I was feeling. It was all of the anger from other things of the day. Right. You know, so it was him putting it on my heart to hit delete and, and stuff, and because um, it, it, ripple effect. I have no idea what could have happened. I can guesstimate, and it would not have been good. It would, it would have been, it, you know, probably would have broke my heart, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, 
Um, so that's been that's been heavy. So to hold your tongue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know if you meant. Yeah. No, hold my awesome. tongue and be and be slow to anger and you know. So. All right, Bob. I think Bob. Uh, <laughs> aren't you Bob? I am Bob. Okay. <laughs> I think Bob's got some uh, disappointment stuff going on because God's been showing me a lot of that here lately. Um, through some rejection, through some other stuff, and and it's kind of ironic because the Bible study I was doing this morning was in Exodus 15, where there's like people are walking across the, you know, Red Sea on dry ground. And they get across, and then of course, you know, God brings the brings the waves <clears throat> crashing down on the Egyptian soldiers and kills them. But they they walk on, and Moses leads them into the desert for three days, and they get they get real thirsty and they're hungry, you know. And they come to they come to this I can't remember the name of it. It's it's a kind of a wild name. Mara, Mara, Mara. Mara, I think yeah. Mara, the, where the bear springs are. Yeah, and. Uh, they're like, oh yeah, you know. They're like, oh, water, water. But this water's bitter, you know. And it really hit me because I think Bob's had some of that. You know, I've had some bitterness because God tells them, you know, that water's bitter because that bitterness actually is what your heart is. Mm-hmm. You know, and but I think my bitterness is through some some sort of I don't know maybe some rejection stuff going on that I don't know I haven't figured it all out we're letting God take care of it but uh, the thing is is God told Moses to throw a stick in that water and it, and it made that water pure you know so they got to drink but the thing that really stood out to me was that water was bitter because that was a showing of their hearts you know, and I, I think God allows us to see stuff like that to, of course, correct us and bring us back to where we need to be. You know, um, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, God works in my life every day, and and He does amazing things for me every day. But He's been showing me that I do have some bitterness somewhere down deep that I need to allow Him to take care of. So I mean, and and it seems like. That's where everything's going to. Is, is right now I'm doing a Bible study on uh, uh, healing through disappointments. You know, sometimes we got to get disappointed so we can heal from something. You know, something's going to let us down no matter what it is. I mean, there's always something that we're going to be disappointed in. I haven't figured out what it is yet. He hasn't showed me what it is yet, but it's there. I just right. got to allow him to show me what it is. Who knows how long that's going to be? But however long it is, I'm just going to be faithful and let him show me. Bitterness is such a tough chain to break. It is. I think what's worse about it, a lot of sins we look at in our life and it's all our fault. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's a little bit easier to hand that over, I think. But bitterness, normally bitterness roots back to mistreatment you receive from somebody else and I think that's what makes it so hard to break that because there's always that temptation to be like but if they hadn't done that to me if they hadn't rejected me if they hadn't hurt me I wouldn't feel this way why do I have to give that over right it makes it hard right and that's 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 where my that's where I'm having trouble because honestly I didn't think I was bitter mm-hmm. I mean for real right you know I never even it never even dawned on me until I started reading this I'm like wow you gotta be kidding me. Okay, God, where's it at? You know, right. show me what it is that I need. Now the to search correct. is on. Right? Now the search is on. Yeah, because I got to figure out what that bitterness is so I can allow Him to correct it. I can't correct it. Right. By no means can I correct it. It's got to be Him to correct it. But I just I want to know what it is though. I mean, you know. Right. And I haven't figured it out yet. But I'll I'll keep you informed. And you might not figure it out. And I might not. Yeah. You're right. I might not figure it out. It just, uh, I would love to know what it is. Right. But if he takes care of it, however he chooses to take care of it, I'm going to be agreeable with it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, Ronnie? Me? Yeah. I'm doing a lot. Mr. But... Narrator? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, 
kind of a two-sided coin kind of thing. Shocker, right? <laughs> For both sides. You, you see the dark, gloomy world that we live in. It's easy to let that shadow consume you. And then it's also easy when that shadow is consuming you to lash out and point your finger at whatever. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, Like Bob was saying, stuff will let you down. Well, people let you down all the time, too, yeah. right? So, like, you have pastors or churches or baseball teams, football teams, whatever it is, and then they let you down. Mm-hmm. And then, but also on the other side of it, you don't want to go too full bore, right? Like, and, and you want to add to that negativity by sc- screaming about said things or pointing out said things. So like, like this, this past weekend, it was just about having that candlelight in the dark and just calm, no PR work, no nothing, just be a small light. And who cares who notices, who cares? how far it goes because it's not about us anyways mm-hmm. and I struggle with that sometimes because I know how good it feels oh, yeah. I know how good it feels spreading the word I know how bad it feels being rejected from hearing the word mm-hmm. or I mean it, the, it was just that this time, right? But like, you can apply this to many things. Your work, your whatever, insert excuse here, or insert thing here. And then you're like, like Mike said, like, where's the feedback at? I don't care if it's bad feedback. Where's the feedback at? But then, at the end of the day, the calmness comes over and it's like, okay. And like we've said since episode one, maybe it wasn't 27 people. Maybe it wasn't 27,000 people. Maybe it was just that one. Yeah. And then it makes it all worth it. That's just me. I think that's, that's, what, that's what's been on my mind the last couple of weeks, really. It's I like, think, how extreme do I go? How mm-hmm. bold do I go? But also, how boldly do I go lovingly? Because I know me. If I go full boldness, it might not be so lovingly. And that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. It's a tough balance. The vast majority of people err on one one side of that coin right. you know what I mean either they're so loving that they don't they won't even point out sin because they want everybody to accept what they're saying or they're they're so intent on pointing out sin they, they get to a place of self-righteousness where it's just kind of hateful and pushes people away and I've honestly I've walked both sides of it yep. it's really tough to walk that balance but it's important to get to a place where we can it's really it's really tough when you're getting when you're on the other side of that balance you know what I'm saying when, when you got the people being bold that hard to you or that loving to you because even you know me myself back when I was unsaved if somebody was really trying to love on me I'm like what do you want yeah agenda what's your agenda you know or if they was just boldly telling me oh you're doing this wrong you're doing that wrong then I shut them down right then I turned and walked away from them right because that's and like I don't want to hear it yeah, like an analogy that Mike used before, like you want to throw lures out there, right? To to reel them in for him, you don't want to 
throw it out there and then just cut the line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's important to remember, too, that if you are striking that balance, you're going to get criticized by people on both sides of the extremes. The one side, they're going to say you're not loving enough because you're pointing out sin, and the other side are going to say that you're right. not pointing out, pointing out sin enough, you're not holy enough, yeah. right? Yeah. If you're actually in that balance, everybody's going to point the finger at you and say you're not loving or this or that. Best if part if of that. you got to just you just got to let that gotta let it, yeah. roll right off your back. Yeah, roll yeah. right off your back. You Sorry, that, Mike. You're mm. not loving enough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're not, and Mike, you're not bold enough. That's what my wife tells me all the time. <laughs> but the best part, but the best part about that is if you're in dead center, you're pleasing the one who you want to please. Yeah. That's God. Yeah, right. No matter what the other people. It's, it's dead right. center. It's not sitting on the fence. Right. 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 Yeah. Like. You're intentionally driving down the center line. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so hard. It's a righteous balance because right. right. yeah. everybody's hitting you from both sides. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. a, it's like a derby. Yeah, you're trying to drive down the front and you're getting hit from all the angles. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're talking about a car derby, not a yeah. roller derby. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Well, whatever. Yeah, roller derby too, getting hit because from all the, that. Last, the last few months for me, it just seems like I've been getting hit, mm-hmm. and and they're just trying to knock me off and. To a point, I almost, I almost get to that point where you like, I've had enough. I'm gonna give in, but then you gotta, you gotta like stop and ask yourself, you know, yeah, what's the real big picture here? Is it like you all were telling me earlier? Is it, you know, I was hard on myself. Is it me or is it the other person? Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Well, well and that's what well, you need the separation. That right. separation, and and if you if you can now, if you can step back just even a tiny bit and look at the at the what's hitting you, okay, what what's attacking you. So first it was somebody close, then it was somebody who was attacking your character, right? Okay, so and both so both of them were attacking things that were that are very important to you. You know, your closeness and your close relationship and your somebody's opinion of you. And then your character and how you've lived your life to, the, to this point. But you have to look back and were either one of them attacking anything that was true? No. Is it anything that has anything to do with your eternity and who you're spending it with? No. Well, not, no. You know what I mean? No. But so, then like but before, still, so you before can, Christ... Right. It would have been on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would have been on, and it could have been life-altering, and it could have been, you know, it could have destroyed your heart on one side, and then your attitude on the other, and things like that. But because of where you are in your walk with Christ, and knowing that that's where you're putting your, your justification, and that's where your heart is, changes the game. Because then it's not, you can attack away, and that's what the devil's going to do. Mm-hmm. Any chance, you know, so you're being attacked on fronts that are important to you. But you're already getting through them with him, obviously, right. with his help. No no doubt about it, because you know how different it would be if you were relying on yourself. Right. You know what I mean? So But it is hard to stay on that track when you got all these people or not people, but just situations. Oh. oh, absolutely. Trying to knock you off course. Absolutely, yes. It's hard for everybody. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, no, I was just gonna say I, I pray I could be like Bob and be like, I don't give a lick what anybody thinks about me. But my overall life and being a people pleaser and being that I'm going to do whatever to please you because you're important to me and this is what makes this is what makes me whole won't let me. It won't let me say I don't give a rip about what you think about me or anything else. I'm still that people pleaser because I'm still that little kid waiting for daddy to show up and pick him up for his visit. You know what I mean? Right. That's still in me, unfortunately. Me Even too. though I know my heavenly Father has never let me down. And that's who I'm living my life for. The human side of me still reverts back to that one of, I don't want to offend you too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, like I, was saying, I exactly know what you mean. It's like that protective mechanism, you know? Mm-hmm. If you're striking the balance, you're going to get attacked no matter what. Like I say, if you're, if you're really in the middle where you should be of love and truth, you're going to have some, even pastors. You're going to have pastors call you legalists on the one side and lawless on the other. You know, trust me. Everybody, everybody struggles to being battered back and forth, left and right. Do you know how, like, a good shepherd actually, like, directs sheep? Have you ever watched them, like, how they actually work? They actually don't lead in front. They actually lead from behind. They actually follow the sheep. So it's, when, when a shepherd's leading sheep, it's sort of reversed of how you would expect. They actually follow the sheep from behind so that when the sheep stray left or right, they can 
lovingly redirect them back on course where they need to be. One of my favorite verses is Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, and he's talking about himself, the good shepherd here. And he says, your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way, walk in it, whenever you turn to the right or the left. He's implying there that we're going to. We're going to stumble off course right or left now and again, but as a good shepherd, he's always standing right behind us to whisper in our ear, uh, you, need to, you need to veer back left here. Oh, you need to veer back right here. You need to get back on the narrow way. Right? That's, you just got to depend on him. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely right. And, and think about it like this, too. It might not feel like it in the moment when you're getting ping-ponged around, but if you weren't getting ping-ponged around, you weren't doing something right. Right. Yeah. You're being comfortable. Yeah. Even though sometimes you feel like that ping pong ball, it gets or that pinball, it gets stuck in between the two bumpers. Yeah. It just sits there and just beats back and forth. Yeah. And you're you're sitting there waiting for it to get out of there. Yeah. You know. So. Like, just give me a break. Yeah. Just give me a breather for Mm -hmm. a minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're comfortable, the devil's going to leave you alone. Oh yeah. If you're if you're comfortably in sin or in, or in stagnation or early warmness, he's not going to attack you. He's not going to send his minions to attack you. You're not threatening anything. You're over there doing what he wants you to do. Mm-hmm. He's going after that fresh Christian, or he's going after that one that uh, is absolutely trying to do the will of God. Yeah. That's who he's attacking. Mm-hmm. That's his filet mignon. Yeah, it's his filet mignon. That's right. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I find it, I, I find a lot of solace. I think in that, in knowing that everybody's sitting at this table, there's nobody that's like I don't have anything to say because I'm just good. I'm not feeling any. You know what I mean? I, I mean, honestly, I, I, because that would worry me. It would worry me for myself. If I felt, you know, if I was feeling like, you know, whatever it is, no matter how dumb it is, you know, a few weeks ago I was feeling less than and everything in my pity party. But if if I was feeling nothing, then I would feel bad. I would feel horribly bad because obviously I'm just going back to checking the boxes, you know, and stuff because nothing's being tested. I'm not being tested. My face is not being tested. And we talk about the hard prayers and that's what we ask for we ask to be tested and then when we're tested we're like oh crap I didn't realize it was going to be this just, kidding. It. just kidding yeah I didn't this isn't hard. how I wanted it I was thinking more like um, should I help the old lady across the street <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not you know not this and everything and uh, those but, dangerous uh, prayers Paul's been praying can you ignore them yeah <laughs> just like a week or two <laughs> right you know but it is I, I find a huge amount of solace in knowing that the people that I've surrounded are are being tested as well because um, then it's 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 a it's not I'm just going through a pity party mm-hmm. and it's B I'm, I'm on the right track I'm, I'm living the life I'm supposed to be living now because I'm feeling things that that are really weighing on my heart and knowing that this is where God's leading me yeah you're hearing that voice behind you yes and I'm surrounded by people that are doing the same well, that's right? good to hear Mike because that, that actually just helped me a whole lot yep. you know I know being a Christian isn't easy yep and standing for for Christ you're going to get hit but I never put that in perspective like you just did. Wouldn't, wouldn't me, because I, well, I, I just came to me. I mean, honestly, I mean, no, I mean, and I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to just rebut what you're saying. I, I just, just, it's pouring out. Yeah. Right. Because I wouldn't, gave you yeah, those I wouldn't have I thought of that either. I needed you know? to hear him. Yeah. It's like a conversation, I think, Bob and I had, actually. When you sidestep and you step away from just a moment of anything, right? Like everything that you do is intentional. You make priority for anything, right? Yeah. Like we make priority for Monday nights to record this. Yeah. So I just broke my record and like time stamped it. But, <laughs> right? And then you make it a priority to no matter what went on, you go to church on Sunday or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Because it's your priority. Right. Or you go do this or you go do that. Whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. And then something happens and you sidestep from that, then it's easy to 
not get back into that. Yeah, just keep walking. Yeah. Right? Like, well, I missed that week. I can miss again. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, they say if you miss two weeks in a row, chances are you're probably not going to go back. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that I really enjoy was, is I think, and um, I heard Mike talking uh, with Ron about it a little bit yesterday at bre- breakfast, lunch, sorry. Brunch. Brunch. Um, After the 30th lunch. <laughs> Whatever. It's brunch. We all had breakfast. So that's all I'm saying. It's second mm-hmm. breakfast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But um, I think each and every one of us, when we're not doing one of these things that we've kind of grown accustomed to, but also kind of rely on for a normalcy of not just our walk, but the, the, the camaraderie that we have with each other and the accountability it affects us mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what we're doing it doesn't you know i mean because mike was telling was telling ron it affected my week not being there not i was bummed that day right you know and i and i told you last night because ronnie made the comment last night i think mike's really enjoying it and i said no you don't understand it's affecting him but i've heard all of us talk about how off we feel and we could be doing something great mike was at a funeral so it wasn't that great. You know what I mean? Right. But it affected his week. Carl and I, and even Bob, have been on vacation. And it affects your week. It affects, you know, your overall because it's one of those things of not just, it's not just about hanging out with like-minded people. It's about the fact that we challenge each other. And if, I don't know. I, I don't think I ever challenge Carl with anything. You challenge that. me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you challenge him with anger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the roles have reversed. No. You know where your hard prayers are coming from. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think it, it does because it's 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 such a part of my life, and I think it is for everybody here, that it's not just about, oh, let's get some content out there. It's never about yeah. that. Yeah. It's because we could still do this every week without even recording anything. No, yeah, exactly. I'd be there every week. I agree. Yeah, yeah, right? Right. Like, yeah. I mean, we used to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It just so happened the world had to shut down, so we right. recorded. Yeah. That's it. You know? My thing yeah. is, you know, I gave my word to somebody. I, I love, for those of you who don't know me, I, I like to bowl. I'm not very good, but I enjoy it. And before I was invited to the podcast, I accepted the bowling on a leash. Mm-hmm. It met every Monday night. Never thought anything about it. And then Ron came to me and said, Would you like to sit on the podcast? I said, Sure. Then all of a sudden, that giant hook was in my cheek. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. And, oh, oh. And being here, being here with you guys, I, I learned so much, and I hope that I can convey to others listening that seed I want to plant. Right. So every other week, you know, I said I told I told the captain of the team, you know, I'll, I'll bowl every other week, and I used to starting on Monday night after bowling, or used to be Thursday night. Thursday night was over. I was looking forward to next Thursday. Yeah. I don't have the same fire for that bowling because I know what I'm missing Monday night to go bowl. But right. I gave my word that I would bowl. Yep. And it, it, it eats me alive, you know? Not, yeah, I'm having fun bowling, but it's not right. not the same. Because mm-hmm. I know my brothers are here. Ron's here. He's the one who taught me to bowl. It's just not the same for me. Mm-hmm. And used to be on the opposite side, right? Because right. Ron would tell you the same thing, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Like, oh, there was nothing. Come, he's got to come to the podcast. He says, yeah, and you're I, like, why? We got a bowl. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. That's where I'm and, going. And the same thing. You know, it used to be Ron. Nothing's messing with my bowling night. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean. I changed it because I was bowling Monday nights, and that's why we went to Thursdays because right. I said I'm not missing podcast. my podcast. Mm-hmm. And you, you make the point, Mike, of how it feeds. Your week, and it truly does. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah, because what we sit here and talk about, you dwell on the whole week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, it's always running through your head. You know, I've said multiple times something Bob said brings in my head, something Carl said brings in my head, something Mike or Roddy or Ron. It's in my head all week. Yeah, I call it bumper guardrails. 
Okay, I'm trying to stay with the sitter. Which that's how I bowl, just so you know. Bowl. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> that's that, bowl. you get that league up on there. No. <laughs> I still can't bowl over 100 with them. <laughs> need the little ramp thing, dude. <laughs> the podcast for me supplies the the guardrails I need to stay in the center. Yeah, me as well. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. that's what it does for people that listen. Right. As well. Yeah. And it's such a dynamic in my life that you know I. I, I, I'll be glad when bully season's over. Because I won't. I probably won't bowl again. On, I guarantee I won't bowl on Monday night. Mm-hmm. And see, that's that's where I was. And that's so. I fight that battle. You know, I something I used to love. I no longer love as much. I prefer and love this more. Mm-hmm. But when you're in that situation, when you gave your word to somebody that you'll do something, mm-hmm. and I did. I even asked to be on the team because our league shut down. So I asked to be on this league. He made a spot for me to go. And then I turn around a week before we start and say, hey, you know, the best I could do is every other week. Right. Yes. So missing your brothers and, and that communion of being with fellow Christians is so important. I guess that's where I'm so, going to say I'm going. So we started with you <coughs> playing that seat, right? Yeah. And now we're and now with what you just said, you planned your own seat. That's right. Because mm-hmm. now you see how much you missed it. Oh, tr- yes. I, I, right. See, now you just uh, God just showed you, God just showed you the growth. Yep. Yes, he did. Yeah, because I think that's also evidence. Not just evidence you enjoy being here. It's evidence that the Spirit is starting to consume your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because everybody's every believer's sealed by the Spirit. You're more or less filled. And the more filled you are, the less enjoyment you get out of out of the worldly things you used to enjoy. Like before, before I was I was sealed, but I wasn't. I think I was sealed. I was sealed. I wasn't filled by him for sure. You know, I believed in all that stuff, and I did some outward things. Don't get me wrong, but most of my time was spent doing things like playing video games. And since he's filled me more, I'll be honest. I I barely play those things anymore. And when I do, I barely get any enjoyment out of it. I'd rather dig into my into my Bible or, or watch a, a meaningful movie or do something like this. It just the, the more the more filled you get with him, the more you want to spend time with him and yeah. do things that are of him. You know, you make a good point, Carl. I used to love to watch TikTok videos. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the last time I actually watched a TikTok video. I'd rather open my Bible app and read the verse of the day, which I send out to you guys most of the time. And that's where I go first. You know, if my wife was in the store shopping, I'd be on TikTok or whatever the platform might be. Not that there's anything wrong with TikTok, other than there's a lot of garbage on there, but... Um, <laughs> that is a fact. Yeah. Um, now, my wife's gone, I'm doing a devotional on the Bible app, because mm-hmm. that's where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think you make a great point. Let's pull the needle off the record. That's the time keeper, up. folks. <laughs> Anybody got any final thoughts? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> you jumped on that quick. <laughs> I know. I've been praying these dangerous prayers. Mm-hmm. For one thing, God tells us we need to pray them dangerous prayers. We can't be comfortable in them. And I think that's why he's been showing me the little bitterness I've got in my heart somewhere. Because I've, I've, been, I've been asking him, and I do it every day. I'm like, God, use me how you want. Show me what I need to do for you. Allow me to do your will. And, I mean, undoubtedly every day he, he puts something in my path. Mm-hmm. And it has ever since I've started praying these dangerous prayers. Which I don't even consider them dangerous prayers anymore because... They should be the prayers we're praying anyway. We shouldn't be praying to come about be like, oh, please, Lord, help me through this or give this to me or do this for me. We should be saying, hey, how can I serve you today? Growth prayers. Growth prayers, yes. Dangerous prayers, whatever you want to call them. I just call them the prayers we need to pray. And, you know, I think everybody should start praying them dangerous prayers. I know you guys don't like them real well, you know, because mm-hmm. you're always, Ronnie's always saying, oh, I don't want to do them dangerous prayers. Mm-hmm. But we got to, right? Yeah, yep, we do. You know, and and I, I'm not going to lie. I've been praying them dangerous prayers for you guys also. 
Knock it off. Thank you. You all are very welcome. I've been praying for Carl to have twins, but that's another story. My wife my wife keeps speaking it to his wife, so it's gonna happen. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. She's got one hide in there. But you know, I I just say, you know, don't be comfortable in your prayer life. Pray them dangerous prayers. And give him a good heartfelt prayer and allow him, then allow him to work in your life. You know, I think I was comfortable in my prayers there for a long time till I started, well, till I done that Bible study on dangerous prayers. I'm like, man, you know, that hit me like a ton of bricks. It was, it was just a Bible study and you didn't read the book then. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what did I do? Right. Man. I mean, you know, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, man, that's the way I need to start praying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was praying to him, but man, that's the way I need to start praying. <coughs> Mm-hmm. So, start praying them dangerous prayers. See what, and allow him to work in your life, because he'll definitely do it. Mike? Puff or good? Or coffee? Which one? I <laughs> Puff before coffee. <laughs> Buff or coffee? <laughs> uh, oh, they cut me off guard. Um, <laughs> So uh, we went through Ephesians 6 last night at our small group, and um, you know, the, part of that on, on 10 is uh, putting on the full armor of God, which I've mm. talked about before and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, my wife came in with a, a part because she had been reading it for her Bible study as well. And um, so I think I want to say, you know, surround yourself with like-minded people and people who believe the same as you do. People that will pray with you, people that will cry with you, people that will stand up for you when you feel like you can't stand up for yourself. But no matter what, don't ever forget who's truly got your back, and that's God. Coffee, Mike, you want to follow? Not, not really, but I will. Uh, it's funny you said that about the full armor of God, because our Bible study on Wednesday nights, that's... Is on the prayer on the war rooms. Thank you, war room. And it's talking about the full armor of God, the belt of truth, breastplate, you know, mm-hmm. helmet of salvation, sword of truth. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you guys are studying the same things. And like Bob says, I've been praying those tough prayers too, all kidding aside. Now, I'm not really praying for Carl to have twins because they're expensive. <laughs> 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 it's easy. To pray the easy prayers, oh Lord, uh, help me with my X, Y, and Z. And by the way, could you throw a bolt my way? You know, whatever it might be. Yeah. And I don't know what I do without prayer because I mean that's that's the time that I I, I I use to get out what's troubling me. And I don't, you know, I don't think there's a wrong way to say a prayer. I think there's a better way, and I need to learn that better way myself. Absolutely. So that's where I'm at, folks. Ron, do you want to go now, or do you want to follow Carl? No. I don't really. You don't have <laughs> Bob's was best, so you're, uh, yeah. it ain't going to go well for you either way. Yeah. No, Bob's wasn't best. Carl's would be good. Yeah. It's kind of like with Michael there in the prayer thing. When I pray... My prayers are mainly me, like driving down the road by myself, or you know, and just talking out loud because I know he's listening. Mm-hmm. You know, I I guess my prayers are like different. You know, because when we ask for a final prayer here, you know, it's the norm. I can't. I for me, it's hard for me to do that kind of prayer. So when I so I consider my prayer like if I'm driving down the road and something hits me and it's on my mind, I just sit there and ask him, you know, what's the purpose? Where am I supposed to go with this? What are you wanting me to learn from this? You know, and putting my trust in that he's listening to me, even though I'm not, you know, doing that. You know, I, I don't know if you even call it traditional prayer or whatever you want to call it. I'm just sitting there talking out loud, me and him. That's, mm-hmm. that's, I'm just talking. 
and I don't know if that's considered prayer or not, but for me, that's it my is, way of that's my way of talking to him. Prayer is any communication with him. So you know, I don't know. It's just when you just think you you can't pray or you don't know how to pray, you just sit there and just lay it all out there to him. Just know that he's listening, and some somewhere along the lines. You know, you will get that answer you need in his time mm-hmm. and trust that he he hears you and he will answer you. Yep. So that's where I'm at on that. Pretty deep, Ron. I yeah. liked it. It's just hard for me. You know, like we're doing the war rooms and, right. you're, and we're doing prayer, you know, learning how to pray. And it's hard for me mm-hmm. because, you know, I've never really... You know, they say go down to the altar and pray to God. And you took me down there that one time, Mike. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "What do I say? I I, I don't it's know no what different. I no, don't know what no to different say." No different than when when you're by yourself, because that's right. that's all that you're doing is you're just you're talking to God. Think about I think how it's, you talk to your best friend that's here on Earth. So am I? Ultimately, I mean, not even ultimately. Who's your best friend? Should be God, right? So uh, that's that's the relationship He wants with and you. And maybe it's the fact that when I go down to the altar, and people have said this before, that you know, you know, there's somebody behind you. Mm-hmm. You know, think you know, and what goes through, what used to go through my mind nonstop is they're looking at me like. What's he doing going to the altar? You know, mm-hmm. he's done this, this, X, Y, and Z, like you say. So for me, I get that when I'm driving down the road and something hits me or something comes over K Love and it hits me. Room. Yeah. In your war room. Right. Which is your car. Right. Well, wherever. I'm, it's yeah. where I, wherever I'm at and nobody's around me. Right. And then I could just sit there and just. And that's okay. And I could just talk. You know, and then it's like, well, you need to pray more. Well, I do pray quite a bit. It's just my prayer is, like, different, I guess. But yet I still know that he's hearing me. Mm-hmm. And that is a very comforting feeling. Mm-hmm. And I can let it all out on the line and know that I ain't got somebody behind me, you know. And that's where I think some of the stuff like Bob was talking about and how I want to be is that's not giving a, yeah. a rip about who's behind me and just worrying about who I'm talking to. Yeah, I would love to have that and, uh, that Bob has. Yeah. I wish I could develop it. Start praying that prayer. Yeah. Now, I mean, I could, again, if I'm going down, Watch if I'm being called to go down to the altar, yeah. I can do it. Seriously. See, that's hard for me. I can just go down and just well, unload it like, on whatever it is that's on my heart. Well, it's like that day you yeah. asked me. Yeah. I felt like I needed to go. Yeah. I wanted to go. I could not get my feet to move. Mm-hmm. Until you turned around, come up to me and said, I'm going to the altar, come with me. Or do you want to come with me? Yeah. And that's the only way I could get my feet to move. I could not get my feet out of that aisle. I was the opposite. Like the very first Sunday that we cleared the aisle or the row, like I jumped a gun 10 minutes before altar call. Like I knew I had to go there. And then I'm deep in prayer. And then in the back of my mind, I hear him say, if you want to come down, come down. And I'm like, whoa, I thought he already said that. Mm-hmm. Like you? in my mind, I was already that was there. God, that was God saying. He was oh, saying yeah. That was God he saying. He had already said it with a capital H. Had yeah. already said that. Yeah. Carl, what you got? I don't know how I want to say this. There have been a couple things, other things that have been on my heart a lot this week. One, mercy. That's what we talked about at the Bible study. But also... Uh, a theme that's been coming up a lot for me this week is how how the church and the leadership and the people in it tend to hurt each other. Oh. And it's like at some point we forgot how to love one another. And I think one of the most important dangerous prayers that we need to really engage in is to love radically. Yeah. And I don't mean love lawlessly. I don't mean love in an un- unholy way, but love radically. Like he loves us. Like that that uh, hymn that I read at Bible study, there's a wideness to his mercy like the wideness of the sea. He expects us to reciprocate that love and mercy back. Mm-hmm. 
we need to get to a place where we're so filled with his love and mercy that it has nowhere else to go but out to those around us, even the people that don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. But in the, the one place you should be able to go to experience that is fellow believers, you know, large groups of, of fellow believers that worship. But too often, people walk into those assemblies, they get their wings clipped, they get told to fly, and then they get shamed when they struggle to do so. And they walk away because they were hurt. And it shouldn't be that way, and that results in the sort of bitterness like you felt, Bob. Mm-hmm. And then it gets hard to let that bitterness go because it wasn't your fault. Maybe the bitterness was, was our fault for letting it fester, right? Yeah. But the cause wasn't. You know, and it's so easy to just walk away from the whole thing. And it could have been averted if we would just love one another, that simple command like we're expected to do. And we really need to get back to that basic. I agree with you, Carl. You know, what just popped in my head as you were speaking was we are the image of, of God. He made us in his image. Mm-hmm. So why aren't we loving one another that way? Right. You know, as a, as a male, I was brought up to be rough and tumble, show no emotion. Do your job, get it done, head down. I think that's where a lot of problems come from. It would take me a it took me a long time before I could tell another man, other than my father, that I loved him. You know, because our society, we're supposed to be the charge ahead, get it done people, but we need to be able to show each other that we love each other. You know? Right. Yeah. And like I know for a fact I I could drop dime three o'clock in the morning and call Ron or anyone at this table. Hey, I'm in this predicament. I need some help. And I know that five cars are gonna show up. Mm-hmm. But we need to be able to do that with Maybe man with five people. Okay. <laughs> Gas is expensive. But why aren't we doing that to People we don't even know. Right. Yeah. That's where I'm. That's and I know it was my turn to pass. Sorry. No. But it, it struck a chord with me when you said that because I just read that in the Bible here a day or so ago. I was like, why aren't we like that? Right. Why? Why is everything so political and cliquish in churches? Why is that the case? What is the story here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The. Do you know what the caste system is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So for those that don't, the caste system is a, is a social construct that they, they, they have in India. Well, yeah, and it, they still engage in it in India. And, you know, when you're locked into your caste, that's where you stay, right? And, you know, if you're up here at the top, you get treated great. You're an elite. If you're on the bottom, the bottom's where you stay. I fear that we have a borderline caste system that we've, we've applied to church culture. If you're at the top in the leadership clique, you know, the, the Bible approved, the, the Bible college approved clique, you're allowed to have a calling. You're allowed to serve the Most High. If you don't and you're not part of that clique, you're down here and you're allowed to cheer. You're allowed to flatter. You're allowed to show up on Sundays, but you're not allowed to have a calling. Wow. And that's a problem. And that's why people feel like their wings are clipped. If they feel a chain, I've, this, this is coming from a, a conversation I've had with someone recently. It's skilled in music. She used to lead music, but she's not part of that upper echelon clique, so they relegated her down, and she's not allowed to engage in that calling anymore. They clipped her wings. And then there's a problem there. When people feel like their wings are clipped and they're hurt, they do become bitter and they walk away, and then we blame them for walking away. And like you say, Ronnie, lost, you know, lost between, the cl- between the cracks. Mm-hmm. I say that right? In the gap. There are far too many that are just falling through the cracks, but it's like too few people care enough to seek them back out again. Right. And that's where that love comes in. We have got to start loving radically yeah. in the right way, mm-hmm. in a righteous way, that balance between mercy and truth. We have got to learn to strike that balance. And it's got to start with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and might as well start with you listening. It, it's got to start somewhere, and you don't have to be in a certain clique or a certain caste or a certain social construct to start. I guess I forgot to say, drop a dime for those of you who don't know what that means. Uh, back in the day, you could make a phone call from a pay phone, which you can't find anymore, <laughs> for a dime. Now, text or call or whatever you're going to do. Sorry, just, I don't know why I had to say that, but I did. <laughs> I pulled Bob. It was up here and it fell out. I don't know. <laughs> 
That's but, all I had. I'd be rambling and repeating but myself. But those listening, a payphone is something that you still go up to and put a dime in and be able to make a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one of our mutual friends post something on Facebook. And it was so simple, so elegant, and so impactful that it stuck with me all week. And so this is my final thought. The devil doesn't need to make you bad. He just needs to make you busy. Yep. That's a fact. Oh. Mm-hmm. Too busy to do what you should. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Facebook. Comment. Interact with us. If you want to go long form and have a private discussion about whatever's bothering you, whatever praise you want to give, and you don't want to do that, then email us at brokenrecordministries at gmail.com. We have the All Broken Conference Part 2 coming up October 22nd. We encourage you to come. Maybe bring somebody that you think needs it. Because it's going to be a great time. I know it was last year. I'm really looking forward to it this year. And Mike's going to pray us out. Lord our God, we just come to you today and we thank you for the opportunity of being able here to be here together to speak, to, to learn more about your word, to share your word, to share our testimonies in some ways and the things that have affected our lives. And a lot of this is, of course, just in this week. Lord, we just thank you for being with us through it all. We pray that even if it's just one person that's listening, I know it's affected me already, and hopefully it's affected others around the table, but just one person is is all that matters, and that we can just lead each other and anybody and everybody who will listen to you, God. We thank you for putting us in this situation, for giving us this opportunity, Lord, and we just do it all in your name. Amen. Amen. And until next time, <coughs> we'll flip you on the catch side. <laughs> Broken Records Ministry, catch on the flip side.